Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody is looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Fun, Breath. fun, 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 looking forward to the weekend. That girl knew what she was fucking talking about, okay? Fun, 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 fun. Period. Looking forward to the weekend. Truer words have never been spoken. They have not. I'm looking forward to the weekend, are you? I am looking forward to the weekend. And Do you have any big plans? Uh, not big plans, like some little things tomorrow, but really just relaxing. Mm. Playing, you playing. know, really just like playing in the playpen all weekend and finishing my book for the redheads, which is kind of turning out to be the best redheads book of all time. No. And you know, I don't say that lightly. Whose choice? Rebecca's choice. Wow. I know. She must be feeling really proud. I don't know if she started it. I wonder what snitch things, but I actually was FaceTiming with Dana this morning and we were talking about the book and like, we're obsessed it's so easy to get into and then you really can't put it down. Like my mind is there. Wow. I love that. I think even maybe you might like it. Except I well, have no idea how it's going to end. Like where are we right. going with this? We're reading The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. Like it's the time you guys. Is that a Jewish queen author? Ehrlich? Ehrlich? It might be. Or any relation to the Christian Max Ehrlich. Formerly related to Demi uh, Lovato. Formerly engaged to Demi Lovato. Literally, that what a time that was. Do you think Max Ehrlich is writing under a pseudonym? Because he's so ashamed of his behavior when he was engaged to Demi. I think he should. Damn, throwback. I didn't expect throwback. to be thrown back today. Well, I actually have a lot of time to read this weekend because I have two really long flights. I'm, I, and I know like nobody cares, but I'm just updating everyone on my Vegas flight journey. I found a better flight, JetBlue, thank God. So I won't be able to watch my special, which I actually like, it almost did stop me from booking the flight, but not enough for a better seat, you know? I understand. Turdy's got to look out for Turd. Turd's looking out for number one, and that's Turd. And what? I got my Adele tickets, and they're good. Like, I'm excited. What are you going to wear? You better look nice. You always look nice, though. You've been loving a miniskirt lately. I have, oh my God, and I did, uh, I bought a miniskirt and like I wasn't sure if it was going to work, so I wasn't going to get anything so crazy. I got it from Zara. I think it was like $30. And lo and behold, what do I say? Um, Ariel Charnas wore the same skirt and you know she doesn't wear Zara lightly. No. And I was feeling, I was feeling quite elevated, rich, classy. So are you going to wear that skirt to the concert tonight? No, so I actually have a bunch of clothes arriving today from Stoud. Sickening. Looking at yeah. fashion girly. I thought maybe it was time to like really, you know, show up in Vegas, like sparkles. Also, I think it's like cold, so I got to figure that out. Um, There's no weather tuned. in Vegas. Weather doesn't know. exist. Especially because you like never leave the hotel. But there is like historic weather happening. This always fucking happens no, to me. No, I know like, there actually is weather in Vegas right now, but like you really never leave the hotel and then the hotels are so close and the cabs come like right under the it's true. The hotel. The hotel where there's still AC or heat. And then you go to another hotel with the same situation. Like you're literally never in the weather. So true. Vegas is kind of like a well-oiled machine. Like they get you in and out. They are a well-oiled machine. Which is maybe why I like it doing. because it's efficient. They know Organized. what they're doing. They know what they stand for. It's also glamorous. You know, people in Vegas, like 
they dress up. I feel like every time you're out in New York, it's like who's wearing dirtier sweatpants. Yeah. And in Vegas, it's glamour. It's blazers on the men. It's sparkles on the women. People from all different walks of life showing up and showing out. Yeah, but you could also find those who are dressed down. Right, which, you, you know, th those are my people too. Let me look at me today. Yeah, yeah, but you're just preparing because you have like a black tie weekend coming up. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like I have heard that the Adele show is like a, it's a moving experience. Yeah, no, um, I've heard that too. Uh, I would have loved to go. By the way, if it's sickening, we will plan. I know you need like more than, you know, 48 right. hours notice. Like you have a child. I never said that. Like I literally even said yesterday, like I want to come. And, and still the conversation was switched to about how I'm a victim or something. By the way, you, you are. Um, <laughs> and literally, like I can't deal with people who need to be handled. Do you want to come? Book a flight. I'll find you a ticket. Like, you know what I'm I mean? I'm not like, just going to like, okay. I can't, I'm not just going to like book, like invite myself and book a flight. Why? I already have a hotel room. Like, just come. Oh my God. Like, that's crazy. I it's really not. Like, I can't deal. If you, like, we're family. I'm going with Brian and John. They're family too. Like, you want to come? Come. Now you're yelling at me. No, because like Brian and John were already going and I was like, oh, I'm coming and I, and I just did it. You know what I mean? Like, just insert yourself, sis. Like, have some balls. No, but like. Don't be shy. When are you so shy? I'm not shy, Wenchy McGee. You're being shy. No, I'm not. I'm just like, I would have liked to like plan the, like be a part of the process. That's not what just I'm saying. like a hanger on. That's what I'm saying. So if it's amazing, we will plan the process. We will like, you know, make spa appointments. Like we will do a whole weekend, not 24 hours in and out. I literally land, I have a hair appointment and then I'm going to, like it's in and out. Yeah. You're not it, like that. No, in and out like kind of works for me. Okay, okay. So whatever. You'll scout it out. Let us know if it's worth our time, money, energy, et cetera. I feel, I mean, it's turning out to be like a fucking expensive weekend, but you know what? I said I was saying yes to life this year. And I said this to Brian yesterday when I was like contemplating, you know, like the price. I was like, you know what? Money comes and goes. Adele is forever. Some things are priceless though. You won't know till it's over. So I you're know. making what's, an investment. What's worse than like spending a lot of money on something you think is going to be priceless and like it's not. That happens to me a lot. No, I never spend money on something like thinking it's going to be priceless, but I, I'll spend the money and I'll be like, I think it'll be worth this. And then unexpectedly, it was priceless. Oh no, I like... I live in rose-colored glasses, so I'm like, everything is going to be priceless. Like, I'm going to be remembering this when I'm 80. And then, like, I can't even remember it the next day. Well, that's just turdy. But that's just my saying yes to life mentality. Yeah, maybe that's what you need to tell yourself in order to say yes to life. Because if it's not going to be priceless, why would you put a price on it? Maybe I should give, like, a Q1 update to everyone on how it's going saying yes to life. Like, I have been saying yes. Like, I've been going out on weeknights. Like, that's so not me. Um, and let me give everyone an update. It's going really well, I will say. Like, I, I'm happy I'm saying yes to life. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't so tired. Like, <laughs> people who are always doing stuff, and I was saying this last night to Taylor Strecker, um, my God, my social battery, I also was saying it to Ben last night, like, my social battery and my willingness to be out of my house is getting so, like, with every day that passes, is decreasing. And I don't know what to do about it. Maybe you're having a reaction to saying yes to life, even though I love this era for you, but maybe like you need to conserve your battery and charge up more and you're not getting a full charge in between battery sessions. But like, I'm having a lot of fun at the things I'm saying yes to. You yeah, know what I mean? And I don't think you're saying yes to nonsense. Me neither. I think it's just like a busy time of year. Bless you. She sneezed on it. It's true. And it's a busy time of year. Yeah, why don't you book like a massage... Sunday morning in Vegas. I tried. They were like so packed. I was like lucky to get my hair appointment at the spa, you know? Oh, that's so annoying. I remember when we went to Vegas for your birthday, Sinich and I booked massages like for after checkout. So we like brought our luggages to the spa and then we had the spa day pass. Or no, we didn't even get massages. We got a spa day pass and we, Smart. Hung, we hung out there till the flight. We were jello by the time the flight came around. We were so relaxed. You should do that. I should do that. Even though my flight's in the morning, like I don't. That's so turdy. That's so turdy. <laughs> it's the future. She can't see. Um, you just reminded me of something. Luggage. Plural. Is luggage or luggages? Is it like goose, geese? What is it? Fish? The luggage. No, luggage could be one or many. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Learn something new here every day. Because it's it's like an umbrella term, whereas the suitcase is. But right, luggage but like, is oh, kind of an idea. 
all of our luggage is over there. Yeah, because it's the idea of what's inside. You know right. what I mean? No, because I think like a singular luggage is like one suitcase, but multiple suitcases is luggage. No, but we had our little way suitcase. We took our luggage. Right. That's what I just said. No, no. You said you, you think of luggage as one suitcase. I don't know. It could be both. Yes. I'm no. saying, oh, I'm saying the same thing. Oh, I love agreeing with you. It's so harmonious, which it's not acrimonious. No. Oh, my God. Ever since you introduced acrimony into my life, I've been saying it all the time. Like I was t- t- saying something to Zach about like harmony. And he was like, well, what do you mean? No, like about whatever I was saying. And I was like, well, it was an acrimony. I'm telling you, it's and kind of was, like a helpful word. He just kind of like, I know he still didn't know what I was saying. I, <laughs> it's just going to shut him up. Yeah, no, it's like, I got a big word. Shut up. I know I have two. And right. now it's over. Yeah, acrimony is a good word. I'm so glad we're like using it in everyday life. Remember when we used to do word of the day yeah. here at the toast? But I feel like we kind of do inadvertently like word of the week. We always are hung up on a word. Oh, if that ate our brand to a T, what word are we hung up on this week, turd? Turd. No, acrimony, I would say, like, would be, like, our SAT word of the week. You know, for a couple months, it was nefarious. For a couple years, it was nefarious. There's one word that I feel like I'm always saying right now. Oh, lay person. Lay person. Person of the lay variety. I'm always saying, um, no, I don't know. I even know what I was going to say. And, of course, there's wench, which is something that we've reintroduced into the vocabulary. It's kind, that is kind of like a word of life, not a word of the week, you know? No, I know. I think it's here to stay, but it is new to our vernacular. Oh, speaking of nothing you just said, but I just remembered I wanted to talk about it. Um, last night, we hosted like an influencer event for Spritz because for those who don't know, there's like a chain of restaurants in New York called Ruby's and it's like everyone's obsessed with it. And now Spritz is being sold in all the Ruby's locations. So we had like an influencer dinner to celebrate and I got home and I just had this thought that I wanted to share. Because I feel like, and it's especially pertinent because we recorded a Patreon episode like a week ago about influencer, influencer culture, and how like people are always ragging on influencers. And I feel like people are always really especially ragging on New York City influencers. Like there's all, all these TikToks being made about it. And people are always like saying really kind of like mean things about the New York City influencers. And when I got home last night, I was just like thinking about how, how wrong everyone is about influencers and about the New York City influencers because so many of them showed up last night for the brand. And, you know, these are girls who get paid to do this. And, you know, we're a very small company and – They all just showed up tagging, having so much fun. They were like chugging spritz. Like they were being so cute. They all went out afterwards, like with girls that they knew, girls that they didn't know. And it was like almost like a sorority vibe. And I was like thinking, I'm like, oh my God, how wrong people are. I'm sure, you know, like every job on the planet, there's like mean influencers, just like there's mean teachers or mean mean firefighters. Like, but I feel like that's always the narrative. Mm -hmm. And what I saw last night, I was just like looking around. I'm like, these girls are so nice. And like they showed up. Some of us, some of them I don't know. Some of them I know. Some of them I know through Snitch. But they just like showed up and were so happy to support the brand. We're being so cute and like taking a million pictures. And they were just like such nice girls. And I was like, oh my God, everyone is so wrong about like the stigma, especially about New York City influencers. Like they're clicky. Like really? Because I was doing the seating and Margo was telling me like who knows who and who doesn't know who. And I was worried. I was like, I wanted everyone to sit next to someone they know. They all were just like having a ball. And I just wanted to shout out to all of them. You know, they were so nice. That is so nice. I definitely feel like there's, you know, some misconception, maybe a couple bad experiences, but also a lot of jealousy. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course. You know, like I'm jealous of them. Like they're just young and like perfect and like nice. Like I would be jealous too. Yeah. So you've got to understand that. I just think it's important, like, okay, whenever anyone has a bad experience with an influencer, like, they take to TikTok. Well, I had a fabulous experience that I'm taking to my podcast. You should make a TikTok. You should say this on TikTok, because, of course, like, our podcast listeners love to hear everything you have to say, but I feel like this, like, could go viral on TikTok in the same way those negative ones do. Like, they were all leaving, putting their quotes on. I'm like, thank you guys so much. Like, I hope it's not so late that, like, you guys can get, like, good sleep, because it's still a weeknight. They're like, oh, we're going to Spring Lounge. Like, we're going to get drinks. I'm like, yes. Like, they were all just, like, being cute. So cute. With their salads. And I was just, I got home and I was like, you know what? People need to hear this. I think you should say it on TikTok. Like, I think that would be good content for you. And you yeah, could start a like call. a new trend where it's like, we don't just need to talk about like the negative experiences that we have with people, especially when there's a lot of context that is missing from those mm-hmm. videos. And you should just say like, these girls were great girls. Here's what they did. 
they supported the brand. I feel like another brand or like if they had wanted to, you know, put together a media kit for what they did for us last night, some of those girls would have charged like thousands of dollars for stories and photos and like taking pictures with the cans and just like being supportive. And they just showed up because they either like love the toast or they know Margot or they just were, you know, happy to be invited. And it was so nice. Supporting their fellow influencers. Yeah, it was just really, it was lovely. And I wanted to say that because... I feel like nobody talks about the positive. You know what you could do since I know you're like not loving my idea of making a TikTok about this? No, I am. I could just see people stitching it and being like, this girl. You know what I mean? Oh, no, but you should just like do a reel from what you just said right now. That way. Yeah. yeah. That way it's yeah. in line with your other content native to your platform. Yeah, I love that. But love still that. you're saying something that the talkers want to hear because even if they don't agree with you and they're gonna about to, you know, rip you to shreds, they love hearing about influencers. They do. They do. Um, not in a positive way, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but just sprinkle it in. You know, it won't be yeah. until the video's over that they realize that they just had to consume some positive content. Yeah. Um, so that was fabulous. If you're in New York or you find yourself in New York, go to Ruby's. The food was so fucking good. People were like, the not menu okay. looked sickening. Oh my God. And everyone's always talking about Ruby's. Like, it's so good. And I had never been. And you know me, like, if everybody likes something, I have to hate it. So I'm like, ugh, it's probably not that good. When I tell you I was not okay, the food was so fucking good. Like, I don't know. I don't think people really usually like eat heavily at those dinners, but like the menu was so good. Yeah. It's, uh, we were talking last night and I, I know what Ruby's is. And for some reason, like, I thought they're like an Australian restaurant. Right. Um, but the menu wasn't... It is an Australian it restaurant. It is. But the menu wasn't Australian. I think it's like just owned by an Australian, but they just have this like reputation as being like the Australian no, restaurant. They are Australian. Like that's what they say that. Yeah, but like the menu was like, there was penne vodka. That's no, Italian. I know, I know. But I know. what does an Australian restaurant make you think of? Jamee? No, good guess. What is an Australian... Outback Steakhouse. No, good guess. Okay, wait, what does an Australian restaurant make me think of? Oh, that Mary Kay and Ashley movie? No, ama another amazing guess. I have literally no idea what the fuck you're about to say. Ashley, Darby, and Michael's restaurant. Oh, yeah. An also a very good pop culture reference. Yeah, and that was an Australian restaurant. Right, and that's why it wasn't successful. No, it was a little too Australian for the Americans. Right. It was a little too authentic. Which is why I think Ruby's is such a success because you clearly have a blend. Yeah, the food was so good. Oh my God. So um, it was a fabulous night. I'm just saying yes to life. You know, tonight I am taking off. I'm going to like charge up before Vegas. Even charge though up. it's so funny how like social battery works because I was actually having this conversation with Ben last night. Like there are certain people like you could be around socially, but you don't feel like you need battery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like Brian and John. Like, I feel like if I'm tired, like, I could just sit there in silence, No, but you, know? you just need, like, actual battery to, like, walk the halls of Vegas, to stand at I the know. concert, I to know. get on a flight. That's a different sort of battery. A hundred percent. That's physical battery. Which I'm always depleted of. No matter, I could sleep a month and I would wake up with 5% battery physically. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I think it's like a genetic predisposition. Like, you know, my ancestors, things like that. Coupled with. Like, I don't think I've ever met a Jewish person who has, like, tons of energy. No, I, I know some. You do? Yeah. I feel like my friends have tons of energy. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't feel like I've ever met a Jewish person who wasn't down just to chill. Oh, they're always down, but they're always also down. Like, even when we were chilling, like, they were playing pickleball when we were all here. So true. Oh, my God. Your friends are kind of toxic. <laughs> um, so that's my week. That's my Q1 Saying yes to life update. I'll be sure to check in in Q2. Great. Great. Yeah. What was your resolution? I had just gotten my license, so I wasn't putting that sort of pressure on myself. And how many times since the New Year's do you think you've driven? Um, maybe 10. Okay, that's more than I thought it would be. I and drove on Monday, an and I'm driving again today. Yes, because now I've realized I was starting when I got my once I got my license. I was just like, well, now I'm hitting the road. But then I really realized that I'm really uncomfortable driving by myself still. And I feel like you know, a teenager like there's a reason why you have to drive with a companion for six months. Like it really is so helpful. So now I will drive with someone else, and that makes me feel better. Like I'm going somewhere today. Zach has to accompany me as my companion, but I will be driving. Okay. But I'm not, I don't want to drive by myself. It would be the furthest I've ever driven by myself. 
you should do little drives by yourself, like to Olivia's yes, house. That's what I've been meaning to do, but then you know, charity life gets in the way. Like uh, that's that like my truth? goal is to like just do like a little drive every day and like practice parking and this and that. But like your girl is busy. Listen, we run a successful business. You're a mother. You're a wife. You're a sister. You're a daughter. You're a Teresa Judice daughter. And you know what? Man plans. Yeah. And then who, Jackie, man plans, and then who am I? <laughs> God. Yes. So I'm excited for my drive today, see where my skills are at. My skills are pretty good. I just need to get more comfortable. That's what everyone says. Of course. You know, and it's, it's like, so true. I like having someone in the, in the passenger seat to be like, is it safe to switch lanes as opposed to me being I like, know. you know, white knuckling. And like turning, turning over. Yeah. yeah. But then turning in and then coming back. Cause I'm scared. A hundred percent. No, I'm changing afraid. lanes. Changing lanes is like, I feel like the last thing you get comfortable doing. Like I'm still always a little, Ooh, <laughs> I feel like the last thing I'll be comfortable with is parking. Oh, for sure. That's why you just have to go to the mall because the mall has valet. I know. Can I get my groceries at the mall? Work on it. Why don't you petition the local town council? Literally. Mothers who can't drive. Mothers who don't really want to drive. You can start one of those nonprofits, you know, like Mothers Against Drunk Driving. You should do Mothers Who Can't Park. <laughs> yeah. Or I get, I try and get as many of my groceries online as possible. Like I do Thrive Market, but. No, but that's a crutch. That's a crutch. It is a cr No, but like in New York, I got my groceries online. And also like, do, like I used to, when I moved down here, I was like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, but like, it's a lot to like go every week and get like a heaping cart full of stuff and like get it out. And I think I'm just gonna, I want to go back to ordering groceries online. Like I'll go to the grocery store, you know, when I want a soda and like a little snack and make it a fun yeah, outing. A, little, like, a sweet little treat. But I need to go back to getting my groceries delivered because I don't like, I, I it's just not for me. Wow. Maybe you should come back to New York then. Sounds like you'd fit in. <laughs> no, I feel like everybody's doing it. Oh, oh, terrible. Oh my God. You know what? Ben was in the studio yesterday because Good Guys recorded an episode probably with the most famous person who's ever been on any of our TNN shows. And those freaks have been podcasting for six months and they get like the guest of all guests. Um, and when I got here this morning, like everything was different, you know? Like the camera was like a little move. The computer was a little move. My table with all of my supplies, you know, my hair, my lip, my fan, my scrunchie, my water, my tissues was cleared. And it's just like everything is off now. So I just dropped my phone because like the exact place it was yesterday is not where it is. Yes. Also, when you just said good guys, I thought you said food guys, which makes me realize like that is just their the name one, of the show. That should be the name of their show. It's one letter off, literally. And it's all they talk about. And it's all they talk about. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for that episode coming out. I think you guys are going to quake. And there's also, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. Without further ado. Yeah. Here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you embark on your weekend. Today's episode is sponsored by State Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create a plan that gives you options. So you get an affordable price and it comes with a lot of benefits, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price that's made just for who? You. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. I mean, Jax, are we not always saying that? Like, how personal is comedy? How personal is food? How personal is poetry? How personal is literally like anything? Not more personal than insurance, I'll tell you that. Right. It's like we all have different needs. We all have different homes. We all have different everything. So it's like, why would we not have like a hella personalized insurance plan just for us? Hella. Because some people say hella and some people don't. That's pretty personal too. Yeah. I mean, I disagree. I think everyone should be saying hella. <laughs> but I, I hear your point. Personalization means you have the power to choose what you want to include and what you want to leave out. It just feels better that way. And why shouldn't insurance work like that too? And that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. You can choose to include options like bundling your home and auto policies, which means you'll get the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. And in the end, you'll have a policy that gives you what you want. Doesn't that feel better? Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Thank you, State Farm, for sponsoring today's very special Friday edition episode of The Toast. Today's episode is also sponsored by Perfect Bar. If you're looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good, well, look no further than the Perfect Bar. With their lineup of fresh-from-the-fridge protein bars, Perfect Bar is exactly what you've been looking for. No chalky, artificial aftertaste here. 
They're made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and over 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has a variety of products like protein bars, little snack size bars that are also good and good for you. You'll be sure to find something you love. They have tons of different flavors for whatever your palate is. I'm more of a savory girl, but sometimes I like a little salty. So that dark chocolate um, chip peanut butter one with the little sea salt flakes, heavenly. And I love that you keep it in the fridge because it's got, it's got a nice crunch to it when you take it out, throw it in your purse. I got a long day. I actually have a bar in my bag because I got meetings till five today on a Friday, which should be illegal. They have a cookie dough texture that's creamy and full of flavor. They're unlike any other bars out there. And now the snack size, which is the perfect size, they're packed with up to six grams of protein and 150 calories. So a little goes a long way. Perfect thing to hold you over between meals. You know, give you that energy, that boost in the middle of the day. They're made with whole food ingredients. They contain no artificial preservatives. If you aren't convinced already, they're also non-GMO, project verified. They're gluten-free, soy-free, low GI, and kosher, which we appreciate an ally. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite, so for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text, upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or your PayPal account, which is pretty cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get that free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. Happy snacking. All right, let's dive in. Tell me what's going on in the world today, Jax. First story, a little legal news. Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced to another 16 years in prison. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced on Thursday to another 16 years in prison for sex-related crimes. The disgraced Hollywood producer, 70, is already serving a separate 23-year sentence for raping an aspiring actress and sexually abusing a TV and film production assistant, of which she was convicted in March 2020. The latest ruling pertains to Weinstein's L.A. trial, which concluded in December 2022 with a guilty... 2022, not 2020 as well, sorry. (laughs) With a guilty verdict on three counts, forcible rape, forcible oral copulation and sexual penetration by foreign object of Jane Doe one, an Italian model at the Mr. C hotel in the city in February, 2013. He was found, uh, not guilty of sexual battery by restraint of Jane Doe three, a massage therapist at the time. So 16 more years for Harvey, uh, already serving a 23 year sentence. He's 70 years old. This is jail for life. Oh, wow. I didn't even put that together. I didn't realize how old he was. He's been like in the paparazzi photos. He's been looking so haggard and disgusting um, because he is. But I feel like you it's know, also as been. As opposed to how he used to look. Right. So true. Um, but I felt like it's, you know, they always do that. It's like, look at me. I'm an old man. Like, who could I have hurt? Um, but I didn't really realize he was 70. Wow. He's really going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Love yeah. You. And I feel like this, I don't know when all this started in terms of uh, his come up in at least five years so maybe it's been it started, a while he was in his early 60s now he's 70 but he's already been serving time in prison um I'm glad justice has been served and that he will be in prison for life I feel like we're always like coming on here and like talking about how the justice system has like failed another time you know something like this is so gorgeous mm-hmm. it's so just and no amount of time will be too much ever and I'm so glad that that this happened. I do feel, though, in a way, you know, obviously Harvey Weinstein was like the biggest and the baddest perpetrator of, you know, sexual abuse in Hollywood and the whole Me Too movement. And I feel like a lot of people feel like because he he's like, not that he's being made an example because he did that shit and he deserves it. But I feel like everyone's like, oh, well, we solved the problem. And it's yeah. just like, it's there's so many Harvey Weinsteins. And I feel like, okay, we got one guy in jail. There's like 50 of them. Yeah, and there's also, like, guys exactly like Harvey, like, big Harveys, little Harveys, middle Harveys. Like, there are Harveys all over. It's a culture of Hollywood. Um, I feel like this allows people to think, like, we've solved sexual harassment and uh, inappropriate sexual behavior in Hollywood. I don't, from what I understand, like, that's not the case. But some justice is better than no justice. Yeah, I just feel like everyone, like, it's like, oh, me too. Like, we won. But, like, you really didn't. Yeah, you got the worst of them, for sure. Like, he's far and away, like, the number one worst. But, like, I feel like there's so many others who are, like, on his level. Yeah. And then there's kid stuff, too. Of Pedophiles. I mean, of course. We can't even get into that. That's, like, a whole other episode. Um, I don't know. It's, like, it's good, but there's, like, so much more. And I feel like there's no, there, no one else is on trial. No. I'm trying to think who it there. No, there are some people. I don't know where their trials landed, but like Kevin, uh, Kevin. Spacey. 
Yeah, his trial landed fine. Like, nothing happened to him. Yeah, Bill Cosby. That's true. That's true. Um, The guy from that 70s show. Yes, you're right. Danny something. Masterson. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, you're right. I also just feel like, you know, there's like known people in Hollywood who have like, you know, accusations out there about them and they're just like slowly creeping their way back to where they were before, you know? Like it's, they're like unfazed. Yeah. Well, it's just would, upsetting. I know. You would hope something like this would phase them. It's like, right. Do you want to spend your whole life in prison? Right. I don't know. Um, so some good legal news. Yes, we, we love to see the justice system out there doing its thing. Yeah. Our next story is an update from yesterday. Just a weird saga of the week. Selena Gomez and social media. Selena is taking a social media break amid the Hailey Bieber drama. She is leaving social media for now at least. The star has been getting busy online in recent days, sharing sultry snaps, commenting on a resurfaced video of Hailey Bieber, which we'll talk about, and weighing in on internet drama. However, she revealed she's going to be calling it quits amid the silly drama with Hailey. That she started... She said in a TikTok live, quote, I'm very happy. I'm so blessed. I have the best friends and the best fans in the whole world. And I just couldn't be happier. I'm good. I love the way I am. I don't care. And yeah, I'm going to be taking a second from social media because this is a little silly and I'm 30. I'm too old for this. I agree. I, I love you guys so much and I will see you guys sooner than later. I just have to take a break from everything. So this has been a very strange week for Selena Gomez because she's been in the headlines a lot. By her own doing. She's kind of been acting very bizarre on social media. Um, And I feel like a lot of people are like concerned for her because she's obviously been very open about her struggle with like lupus, but also her mental health. And it just feel like some of this behavior is like a little erratic. Like it's reminding me a little bit of like on a much smaller scale, but like Britney almost. Uh, So different. But And I saw those concerns a little bit. And I just want to be cautious because I don't like when like someone does something that you disagree with. And then you're like, oh, well, that's because uh, she has bipolar disorder. And it's like, she could also just like... Feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, No, that's true. It could be that her, you know, she's going through something right now, but could also just be like, no, this is Selena's personality and she's online doing her thing. I know, but it is so uncharacteristic of her. And the live, I watched her TikTok live clip where she was saying she's going off social media. She just did seem kind of like all over the place and very un-Selena-like. Yeah, but I feel like we also don't get that many glimpses into true live Selena. Do you yeah. know, like she's been going live more recently? But I feel like she's been keeping up this energy of like really engaging with stuff. I mean, yeah. this Haley content is kind of to a different level, and so maybe it's her people being like, "We need to let this settle down because, like, uh, I don't know that this is the right look for us." Um, and and or maybe she is experiencing a mental health uh, crisis currently. Crisis. But I just I always just want to be cautious of being like, oh, she did something I don't agree with. Mental health. No, that's actually a really good point. I appreciate that. Um, but let's just backtrack. So for anyone who's like not keeping up with TikTok twenty four seven like I am, what Selena has basically been doing these last couple of days is like leaving comments on other people's videos about different subjects. So the one that's being referenced here is a clip of Haley Bieber like. She looks so different. It must be five years ago, maybe more. Um, she looks so young on that show. I think it's Lip Sync Battle or... Uh, rap, Drop the Mic. Rap Battle, so, yeah. Yeah, no, so um, she co-hosted Drop the Mic and Method Man referenced Taylor Swift's 2017 album Reputation. And he said, celebrities will perform a one-on-one rap battle full of the meanest lyrics about a celebrity since Taylor Swift's last album. Then, and then Haley like, puts her finger in her mouth and is like, eh. Um... Obviously, I'm a Taylor stan till I die. And this was literally seven years ago. So you're never not once going to catch me like, oh, man, like about something that happened so long ago. So um, she's also caption- really young. She's also playing a part. She's on TV. Like right. the caption on this video is this is the real Haley Bieber. Mean oh, my girl, God. Matona, a fucking a bully. Grip. And then Selena commented on it saying, so sorry, my best friend is and continues to be one of the best in the game. Yeah, so like this person trying to act like this one out of context clip from 10 years ago is the real Haley Bieber is really uh, moronic. And then Selena commenting on it and validating it is real. It's in my opinion, like it's irresponsible. Like that sends so much hate Haley's way after like what has already happened between them. Like that was really honestly, Selena should not have done that. Then 
people started making these other videos about Selena. And it's so funny because like they saw Selena was being active. And I feel like the amount of content about Selena like tripled in the hopes. Like I saw influencers. I saw regular people making complimentary videos towards Selena just in the hopes that like they would get commented oh, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone else made a video and was like, you know what I was thinking about today? Like I feel so bad for Selena Gomez. You know, she was you know with this guy for so many years that she was in love with and then two months later he gets married to a girl he just met and she has to deal with her lupus flare-ups and anytime anything bad is going on in my life I just think like oh my god it's so much worse for Selena and it's like okay get a fucking grip like yes like any human being Selena has been through you know success and challenges trials and, and tribulations of life um but like let's also keep in mind Selena is like extremely privileged you know she has a thriving business like like let's let's get a grip like she you don't need to she's not like a starving child in Africa okay right right no that video when she said that at the end like whenever I'm having a bad day I just think about how <laughs> Selena get, I was like is this a parody like that's no. a joke and then Selena commented I love you so it's like yeah you should feel bad for me it's like well, you know, I sometimes will think like, wow, I'm so privileged. I'll compare my life to, you know, someone who lives in a different country and doesn't have, you know, anything, doesn't have fresh water. Like I, of course, that's a normal thing. I don't think that about Selena Gomez. No, no. That was really fucking unhinged, honestly. It was. I was shocked to see that. Then Selena commented on it. But to me, it's like, of like given the other things that she's been commenting on like that's not even that crazy here it's just like a girl supporting her not even actually trashing anyone else along the way just like true true being very supportive of selena there have just been like really bizarre videos that she's commented on really kind of um fanning the flames videos that she's commented on towards Haley, towards the kylie flames are being fanned she commented on another video where you know someone was talking about how Kylie and Haley are bullying Selena. Like, how could those Nepo babies know anything? And Selena commented on that. Like, Selena's being a shit starter. She's in her shit starting era. Yeah. And we said yesterday, like, she should put the phone down. There is a social media break upcoming. I imagine her team is like, put your phone down. Because even though I think mostly people are taking Selena's side, you know, the narrative is like, the Nepo babies are the mean girls and Selena's just like sad Selena. Victim. Um... I don't see it that way. I think that's just like what people who are speaking out are saying and everyone else no. is like. Jackie, that's just what the Selena fans are thinking. And once again, No, but my is take anybody away, making videos in defense of the Nepo babies? Yeah. Like, it's not as much, but it's because the only people making videos are the diehard Selena fans. No, and because like just Selena, like it's just like this victim mentality where it's like, why would you, you don't want to be seen to like support the bullies. But, but they're not they're bullies. That's her. so dumb. I don't want, I don't think we're, I mean, aside from us just saying this, like I'm not seeing everyone being like, yeah, team there's not, Nepo. There's not a strong narrative, you know, for the other side. Who's the third person in this story? Like Ky it's Kylie Haley, but there was like a third person in the video. Justine Sky. Oh, okay. There was no Kendall. Mm -mm. Okay. Maybe Kendall was in one of them with Haley. I don't know, but it's, it's just Kylie and Haley. That's being, you know, the bullies, quote unquote, right now. Who are the face of this. Yeah, it's so dumb. And I feel like nobody would have really thought much of it if Selena hadn't just gotten so active and been like, yeah, they're targeting me. Yeah. So then it's like she commented on the Kylie one and was like, no, I don't think this is about, like, I love Kylie, I'm a fan, blah, blah, blah. But then she goes and comments on other videos supporting that Haley and Kylie are bullies theory, you know? It's like she's just really kind of encouraging her fans and her fans are extremely toxic. Um, I feel like this is a great example of that. And Selena encouraging them is making it worse. And then it's just encouraging other people who aren't even invested in this saga to like make content because they just want Selena to comment on it. Yeah, and also like Selena positioning herself like she's really the victim. Like it really makes her fans feel so... Um, M much worse for her. Yeah, no, but so... It like it's so righteous that they're standing up for Selena. They, so they don't see yeah. this toxic behavior. It's like Selena needs us. Look what's look we're, what's happening. We're justified. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a bad look for everyone. Yeah. And I love my girl Selena. Like love. Yeah. But a break is always good. A break, you're never gonna regret taking a break. You will regret not taking a break. And that's from anything, not just social media. Life in general, you know? Yes. Agreed. You'll never look back and be like, I wish I took less breaks, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, unless you're saying yes to life, then you're kind of in a pickle. That's true, actually. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yeah, I think I am. I, re I really do. Lucy Hale um, went on a podcast and it was crying, detailing her incredibly self-destructive journey to sobriety. I saw a lot of clips on this and I, first of all, loved 
that she went on a podcast. Love. Diary of a CEO was the podcast. And I really feel like more and more, anytime a celebrity has something really profound or like personal to share, like they're always going, I mean, Kelsey Ballerini, like they're always going on podcasts. Podcasts really are the new frontier. Yeah. No, it's a perfect medium to share your story because you can share until the cows come home, until you feel adequately shared. There's no time constraints. Or also most people like have studios in their houses or like big fluffy chairs. They're really kind of casual and comforting. Intimate. Yeah, it's not like this stiff Good Morning America set with a thousand lights and fans outside. Like, it's really intimate. Exactly. That's a perfect word. And nobody's going to take your words out of context because, like, it's you're, you're putting out your truth. So true. There's no editing. No. Mostly. At least there shouldn't be. Yeah. Lucy Hale broke down in tears, reflecting on her incredibly self-destructive journey to sobriety. When the PLL alum immediately teared up during Thursday's Diary of a CEO podcast episode, she warned host Stephen Bartlett that she cries all the time speaking about her path. She said, quote, I just love where I landed in my life, and it's been a really powerful and painful, insightful, joyous, horrible journey. She told listeners that she has been working on getting sober since she was 20, clarifying that she has had a problem since she first tried alcohol at age 14. Oh, wow. She said not only did drinking quiet her mind, which was exhausting, but Hale felt like her real self under the influence, a feeling she now understands to be bullshit. She said, I was a textbook binge drinker. Blackout, I wouldn't remember what I did or said, although she tried to change for her boyfriends, her mom, her career, and for vain reasons, she said. She had to personally want to get sober for the choice to stick on January 2nd, 2022. She said, I deserve more out of this life. I have to try it a different way. Explaining her lowest moment came after dozens of emotional rock bottoms at the depths of hell. She credited her resilience with always pulling herself out of hard times and slingshotting herself the other way. Those are the quotes. Um, I love, I love Lucy Hale. It's so interesting how like when I look back on the last few years and just like my perception of her, like I never would have guessed that she seems so, you know, put together and so perfect. Yeah. And of course, you you really, you really never know like what someone's going through, especially somebody in the public eye. And that's why it's so important to just like chill and like be nice to everyone because public, private, celebrity, non-celebrity, like people have demons. And we've known her for so long. She's been famous. She, I think she got on PLL when she was like 16 and she had like a few roles before that. Yeah. So it's like we've known her for so long and she's always been just to us like kind of like America's sweetheart vibe. Yeah, she's always been working. It seems like she works hard. You would have never guessed this. I feel like so often when celebrities get sober, it's like, well, we saw them kind of self-destruct and now- Unravel. And, you know, we're on the whole journey. So to- know this now I feel like really her telling her story we've not heard a celebrity it reminds me of one other story but we've not really heard a celebrity story like this like she's been struggling for 15 years with sobriety hiding it from yeah the world really well I feel like this is a sort of story that really helps people you know yeah. and to like look at themselves and be like well maybe I don't see myself as you know a, uh, what I think of as an alcoholic or someone with a drinking problem but I'm you know, I'm harming myself and I'm, I'm kind of self-destructing my own life. You know what you just reminded me of this mm-hmm. morning? Um, Luke Combs yep. re- released a new song called Joe and he put out a statement just to like give some context as to what the song was about. And I was so moved by his statement and it was so, it was so honest and self-aware and thoughtful. I'm going to read it. He wrote, there have been some folks in my family that have struggled with alcoholism and addiction through the years. I've got buddies who live a sober lifestyle, and I'm sure you all know someone who has struggled with these types of things, or maybe you yourself do. This song, Joe, is really important to me for that reason. Our genre, meaning country music, has so many songs about drinking and partying. Hell, I'm probably one of the worst culprits of it. There's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. But sometimes I wonder what someone in the crowd who doesn't drink or struggles with addiction is thinking or feeling when there's thousands of people around them screaming, beer never broke my heart, or one too many. I've always wanted a song for those people to have for themselves, to have a song they can sing at the top of their lungs and feel like they're not forgotten. So when Eric Dillon sent me the work tape of this song a few years back, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. So if you're reading this and this song speaks to you, I hope you love it this one's for you I like almost got like emotional reading it it was so thoughtful and you really do never think about how everyone has their own demons and so these things that are accepted in popular culture like drinking and just like getting wasted um that so many people can deal with in a healthy way but there are also people who can't I just thought it was so I was so moved by it it was so thoughtful honestly yeah and very considerate to everyone I feel like you know there are more and more people who are becoming sober either 
has they struggle for addiction or they're just like something about drinking culture, drugs, like just doesn't agree with like their personal chemical makeup. Yeah, no, but like also just, you know, it doesn't, it could hinder their like life or their motivation or their progress, their work, you know, whatever it is. Like I rarely, rarely drink. um, Yeah, I was going to say, do you consider yourself like a sober person? I just feel like sober implies that you had like an addiction. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't know what the word for it would be like the fact that like I, I do not drink except like I would have a spritz, you know, when the when the vibes are right. right. I, I wouldn't have more than one or two because I don't like the way that it makes me feel. So I don't consider myself a sober person, but I, I identify with sober people. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like I used to drink so much and I it's not like something that I woke up one day was like I need to change my ways and I feel fortunate that it was just a gradual like yeah. natural thing that I kind of shed. But when people talk about getting sober and like describing it in this way and, and also because like I never did anything like so crazy but like I, I really relate to it because it's it it's really harmful like especially I think when we it really stopped drinking so much when we started running our own business and it's like yeah I don't want to be hungover I want every day to like when I'm working to be as productive as possible I don't want to feel like shit like I get that yeah of course so I think it's awesome that she's sharing. It reminded me, I wanted to say, of Chrissy Teigen. I don't know where she wound up, but because she was sober for a while, and when she would share like why she got sober, how she was always like the drunk one at the industry events, and we would see her, and we thought it was so awesome, and she was so funny. Mm-hmm. But like the way she would feel the next morning, like, like the things that she like said, like she embarrassed and, her husband. Like that's how she would feel. I feel like that was really relatable. Yeah, because it wasn't. I think that's how a lot of people's relationship with alcohol is. Like, you'll do crazy things. and You don't feel like you're an addict, and you're not. But you'll do crazy things, and you just don't like the way you feel the next day. I think yeah. John Mayer talks about it really well, too. Um, I don't think he really drinks. I think he smokes pot. Um, just because it wasn't so destructive, but it was just you got tired of feeling, like, anxious and embarrassed the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's awesome that she's sharing and – that she did this and that she... Me too. It's been a year and I think it's uh, probably was a really good move that she didn't share until she was a year sober because it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to have it out there while It is, you're but it's also nice to, now to like have that level of accountability knowing that everyone knows. Yeah, but it, it like I... They say it's always really hard when you're a, like um, a recovering alcoholic, but I feel like quitting those days are harder than one year in but that's just my perception of it say it again I feel like the early days of quitting are harder than being one year sober no I think it's really a struggle every day like that's what they always say that's what they like, right I'm saying that's what they say it's like you literally you have to take every day one day at a time that's always what they say it's like don't think about how many days you have behind you and don't think about how many days you have ahead of you like just think about today yeah I think also think that's a really good um way of thinking just for anything you know life in general life can be hard life can be long like as long as you take it one day at a time like you're gonna be okay yeah agreed I I think that's a good mentality are you ready for our next story only if it's the next story that's brought to you by Thuma 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 let me be your Thuma Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. This episode is brought to you by The Bed by Thuma. Now get a $25 credit towards your purchase of The Bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. when you go to thuma.co slash toast. So Jackie, I know you've had a fabulous experience with the Thuma bed in your house. It's in Snitch's Quarters, which is a premium placement. Because Snitch is a tough critic. So I couldn't just yeah. give her any bed. I had to give yeah. her the Thuma bed, but I also like couldn't be spending years, you know, taking years off my marriage building a bed with Zach. Right. We needed something simple. That was delivered in three easy-to-maneuver boxes. Thuma. That's the beauty of Thuma. It arrives in three easy-to-maneuver boxes. The setup time, no joke, they use Japanese joinery. There's no tools required. I'll say seven minutes. They say five, seven, five to seven minutes, okay? It is so unbelievably different than any experience you've had setting up a bed. And then the bed itself is really beautiful. It's timeless. It's classic. They have a bunch of different options. They have... Pieces that are handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood. It's minimalist, it's modern, and it helps elevate any space. They also have uh, 
So the per that's what you have, the platform bed, and it just got better because you can now customize the bed by choosing the original pillow board or a new solid wood headboard. So they have fabric options, they have wood headboards, that's more solid and sleek. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel, but at home with the bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed plus free shipping in the continental US. That's Thuma, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for a $25 credit, T-H-U-M-A uma.co slash toast for $25 credit. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our next story, another celebrity is opening up. Paris Hilton reveals in her new interview with Glamour Magazine that she was roofied and raped at 15 <gasps> by an older man. Oh my God, I didn't hear this. Yeah, this was yesterday because she is on the cover of Glamour. She's, with she's the baby. on like, yeah, she has photos out with the baby, but also her book is coming out. In a few weeks, so she's like, just has a lot going on right now, a lot of press. Yeah. But she sat down for an interview with Glamour and revealed that her first sexual encounter was non-consensual and occurred at the age of 15. She claimed her abuser was an older man she met at a local mall in California who allegedly slipped something into her drink and took advantage of her. At the time, she was living with her maternal grandmother in Palm Springs. She told the outlet that she'd visit LA to see her friends and hang out at the Westfield Century Center shopping center almost every weekend. She noted that older guys would always just be hanging out around the stores and that she and her pals would talk to them and give them their beeper and pager numbers. Mm -hmm. One day, the group of men invited Paris and her girls to their house where the minors were allegedly given berry wine coolers to drink. Hilton, who, quote, didn't drink or do anything back then, recalled one of the guys being particularly forceful in making her consume her beverage. When I had maybe one or two sips, I just immediately started feeling dizzy and woozy. I don't know what he put in there. I'm assuming it was a roofie. The new mom said she passed out and woke up a few hours later knowing that something had happened. Quote, I remembered it. I have visions of him on top of me covering my mouth being like, you're dreaming, you're dreaming, and whispering <gasps> that in my ear. Oh, my God. She said the experience preceded the two plus years that seemingly... Uh, Troubled teens spent at various expensive right. behavioral modification programs, including Provo Canyon School, uh, which we know she shared in her documentary, This is Paris. Um, but she's opening up even more. And this is just so sad. No, it's so sad. And I just feel like it's so... I feel like we've been in this last few years, like slowly uncovering, like peeling back the layers of who Paris Hilton really is. And I feel like this is just a testament to like how we really don't know her. You know, she's so complex. Like everyone thinks she's like this heiress, like perfect life. And there's so much there. I feel like her book is going to be amazing. Like I really, I really feel like it is. Yeah. Cause she has so much more to share. I feel like her documentary uh, inadvertently wound up focusing on her years at Provo and then like the mm -hmm. advocacy that she was doing and the healing she was doing. But I, that's only one part of her story and one right. part of like the, the trauma that she went through. So I think her book will really, and if this is like what she's sharing in an interview, like, and right. the book is really where you go to, you know, kind of bury your soul. I, th I think she's really going to do just that and just be completely honest. I think it's what a terrible story, a horrible story. First. I mean, everything was worse. It kept getting worse. That's mm -hmm. so terrible. Yeah. So people are so fucking disgusting and evil. Like beyond beyond. Uh, well, I do think her book will, I, I feel like, I don't know if we'll really ever know who like the true underneath all like the makeup. I don't know if we'll really ever know like a hundred percent the real Paris, but I feel like our, the book will get us like, a, 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 give us a huge understanding of like what she became, like and how she became it. She became this like larger than life. She created this whole like industry of like, in, like original influencer and paparazzi. Like she really was that. And it's, kind of because she was like spinning out from this trauma of like her childhood but also it was a defense mechanism to like put right. out someone to the whole world and everybody thinks that this is who you are and only I know the real me yeah so yeah we'll see but it seems like those walls are coming down yeah I'd like and they're will continue to because she's just right now she's a mom she's a mom and she's in a different stage of her life and her career and it's just reflecting the photos were beautiful of her and the baby and Carter just like kind of stripped down. Her baby's so beautiful. I'm loving this this era for Paris. Yeah, loving. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Are you saying it's time for the final story? Do 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 do
do do do do do do do do do it's a final story and i want my dinner no and that's a magic number a beautiful rendition from the beautiful songstress turdy just kind of kind of like an acoustic version you, you know? should become a pop star like hannah montana where you're under an alias because obviously like you want to maintain your life i want you to be able to come visit me still of course one name wonder turdy turd turd no turdy turdy that's like more okay. feminine turdy 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 let me be your turdy speaking of pop stars mm-hmm. one of our favorites addison ray will yes, star in come a back new queen come back queen horror movie called thanksgiving opposite patrick dempsey Addison is planning to tackle the horror movie genre, according to new reports. The TikTok star who nabbed her first acting role in Netflix's remake of She's All That, titled He's All That, which was an amazing movie that you should watch that's on Netflix, will star in a slasher movie for her sophomore film, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The movie is an Eli Roth movie called Thanksgiving. It's a horror movie, which is based on a faux trailer he made for... Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino's double feature Grindhouse in 2007. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. People, though, people definitely care. No, I just thought someone else was announced as being in the movie. It was somebody really legit. Yeah, like this is a legit movie. I love that for Addison. Is he going to play her dad? By the way, I cannot like think of anything other than Eli Roth in this story. Do you know why? Like on a personal level? Yeah, 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 yeah. When we were in high school, he, like, was dating, like, this girl we knew. Yeah. They were cute. Yeah. And he's She's in Inglorious Bastards, and he was fantastic. I I only have oh, yeah. um, positive associations. My only association is, like, I didn't even know who he was, except when I was, like, literally 14. Like, one of Olivia's, like, older friends was dating him, and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Cute. That's what I think of. Ship. Um. Ship. <laughs> So I don't watch horror movies, so I don't know if I'll make an exception for Addison. I just need to protect my peace. I'm not interested. Oh, okay. But I'm glad that our girl's back to work. It's weird that this is her choice. I'm not going to lie. Like, where's he's all at the sequel? Where's her starring in Britney biopic? Like, where's anything other than this? But whatever. It's weird, but it seems like it's a pretty legitimate affair. And I know no, it's not our sure. type. For sure. Horrors are huge. They're the ones that, like, make all the money these days. Right. And so I feel like ever, like, I've, I feel like in the last couple of years, they're not like, this isn't like paranormal activity. It's more like thriller almost. I feel like it's almost going to be in like the, like Jordan Peele category. I don't know why it's like artsy films. Dirty. No. Yep. So it's based on that Quentin Tarantino nonsense where those films centered around a group of survivors fighting zombie-like creatures and an action oh, oh, thriller sorry. about a stuntman getting tar- targeting victims with his killing machine car. Um, while details of her character are still unknown, sources told THR that the film will be centered around a murderer who comes to a small town in Massachusetts with the intent of carving out residents in the town to create a Thanksgiving board. Got it. Okay, I totally misunderstood. So it's definitely like zombie apocalypse, dumb. Like no, well, be, yeah. carving out residents. I guess that's not like uh, supernatural or um, what's the word that we use all the time about books? Mystical, paranormal, paranormal. No, it's like nothing to see here. That was it required a bit of suspense to be suspended. Okay. Suspending disbelief. Got it. Mystical realism? Magical realism. Yes, yes. We got it. Um, yeah, no, I, d- I definitely feel like the new trend with like really successful horror movies is like really influenced by Jordan Peele. It's like, it's not as like gory, fake blood. It just um, makes you think. Right, but that's not what this is. I, I figure no, maybe this, this might was be the, like, what this is. Like the other movies were about zombies, but this one is about like a serial killer who carves out people. Okay, it still sounds like a little silly, like silliness yeah so check out thanksgiving in a theater sometime soon yeah no i love this for addison hopefully this is like the you know jump start to the comeback she's been very quiet i know i miss her every day i know she's still like as active on social media as like an influencer but really not giving much not like opening up or sharing or really anything does she dance on the talk still she more like lip syncs okay cute yeah She's definitely pulled back. But I feel like her family stuff has really quieted down. Like she, hopefully her fucking parents, somebody gave them like a mean talking to. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they'll just chill the fuck out and shut the fuck up. 
You can hope. One can only dream. <laughs> and so that, you know, kind of paving the way for a big Addison comeback. BAC. But she's also just like happy in her relationship. Happy period. And yeah, these yeah. are all Addison's choices. And I have to respect yeah. those. Yeah, true. True. And that's our show. That is our show. And that's our week. Um, I'm headed off to Vegas, but we are back in studio. Regular girlies Monday through Friday next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave you with that. We will. Hope. Thank you guys so much. We'll miss you. For, li- for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast sex stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere, anywhere podcasts can be everywhere. found. Everywhere. So iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Podcast, Public. All the places. So wherever you listen to leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible weekend. Stay safe out there. Make good choices. Drink lots of water. Brush your teeth. Wash your face. And we'll see you tomorrow. No, we'll see you on Monday. Bye. Love ya. Bye.